0: Hello, welcome to the fourth dimension, and welcome to the greatest show in the galaxy. My name's Emma. He's Mike, and oh my god, Doctor Who is finally bloody back!
1: Oh, thank God.
0: Oh, a long year of uh, what is it? a Year more?
1: It Ooh, feels like more than that.
0: Yeah, that we've you know been been waiting for the uh, for a new, new dawn once again. Mm-hmm. Um, it, things have, I mean. Something that's kind of been remarkable to me in the, uh, I would call it the run-up, but we haven't even really had a run-up. No. Um, as evidenced by the fact we haven't had a hype show or anything like that that we normally do um, yeah. because we had nothing to go on.
1: Yeah. I do actually feel like I should apologise to everybody for that. Because, yeah. I mean, I did put something out on Twitter if um, you happen to say that, but basically we only really know about two episodes. Yeah, we've so, had one of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of difficult to sort of like go, OK, so this is what we've got. And that's it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, in previous years, I mean, again, I'm sort of aware that maybe there's some people who uh, are brand new to, to the show and mm-hmm. to Doctor Who in, in general, because that seems to be the the case i mean we'll talk about the reaction as as we go through the show but uh, hello, uh, hello welcome if this is the first time you're listening to us uh, very pleased to have you
1: apologies in advance
0: <laughs> yes because there's been a bit of a gap between uh, us uh, doing shows and things like that um so yeah we've uh, we normally do a um like a what we call a hype show or a uh, you know, like a run-up uh, episode mm-hmm. to before the uh, the series begins, but uh, there was a, a really a breathtaking lack of information uh, yeah. in the run-up. I mean, normally we know all the titles mm-hmm. and we know um, a lot of the guest stars mm-hmm. and directors and writers, and you know, this year just not a sausage. Mm. Um, the BBC have been are usually quite leaky. Um, every year that we've done this show, and indeed in years previous, there's usually been a pretty catastrophic leak of information mm-hmm. and episodes. Indeed, was it last year that they managed to lose track of six bloody episodes? Yeah,
2: and
0: they they, they were widely seen uh, before um, <laughs> before the bloody show even came out. So, mm-hmm. um, if you're someone who's uh, well well informed about uh, Doctor Who doings. You may uh, know that the BBC felt the need to actually sue somebody yeah. or uh, get, get legal uh, matters involved um, over a leak uh, that happened. So they're not fucking around anymore.
2: Nope.
0: Um, <laughs> and I think that that is uh, people have paid attention to that uh, because there has been a great deal of sod all, uh, for us to talk about in mm. the run up. But. Uh, the day finally arrived uh, the wrong day I've been thinking it's a day less than it has been all week because it's been on Sunday <laughs> so I spent all of yesterday thinking yesterday was Monday oh dear um, so <laughs> um, yeah it's uh, so what do you make let's let's talk about that at the top of the show so what do you make of it being Sunday now
1: you know what I didn't mind it
0: no, I didn't mind it either. Actually,
1: it, it it still had that sort of weirdness of like, oh, it's not Saturday, but yeah. I don't know. There's something. I mean, maybe we're only one episode in, but right now this iteration of Doctor Who kind of feels like it belongs on a Sunday. If that sounds right, yeah.
0: Um, I mean, because uh, this will be, I mean, news to people who aren't in the UK and maybe. People who aren't up on, you know, not big telly watchers and stuff, but Sunday night drama has, in the last six or seven weeks, undergone kind of a, a weird revival mm-hmm. uh, due to the uh, sort of bog- my boggling success of one of the a drama called The Bodyguard, yeah. which uh, sort of recently finished, yeah, it's six weeks, and it was one of those uh, shows that um, had like a big twist and was uh, quite compelling, and it sort of turned into kind of everyone was watching it. So, Sunday night telly, um, uh, a, a genre which, even though I left school 17 years ago, <laughs> is forever associated for me with I should be doing homework now, yeah. is, um, <laughs> is 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 so, sort of suddenly cool and sexy again. And so, mm. inadvertently, I mean, the, the decision to move Who to Sundays was made sort of well in advance of, of this. This kind of massive uh, sort of unexpected success of this... Uh, this drama has kind of lent Sunday night a bit of oomph again, mm. um, because it, it like say, so traditionally the the kind of costume drama slot. Yeah. Um, uh, the that sort of time frame, because uh, who is on kind of uh, uh, what we'd call tea time, sort of between six and seven pm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, it's uh, you know the, the the big dramas usually go on after the watershed here, which is at nine o'clock, uh, so yeah. you can put booze in it. Um, <laughs> And and have people swearing it, so it's it's kind of in that weird slot between um, you know nana programs like uh, songs of praise and country file mm-hmm. and the 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 big kind of Sunday night dramas. Mm-hmm. So it's got a bit of cachet again Sunday night, whereas uh, it used to just be the oh you know fall into a coma and. And sleep off to bed early because it's a school night sort of thing. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's actually very—I don't know if it's sort of just great timing or you know very fortunate, but yeah, I didn't mind the Sunday night slot at all because S- Saturday feels like sort of you know it's kind of for the, the shiny floor shows yeah. and the lottery program and game shows and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Whereas Sunday is—I feel like they're trying to reframe Doctor Who a little bit as kind of contemporary drama because i've always yeah. put doctor who in i always kind of bristle what people calling it a kids program
2: because mm.
0: for me it's family entertainment yeah um it's for everybody mm-hmm. so um putting it on the sunday kind of now pushes it more into the drama thing mm. i don't know what you think of that for me i think that's kind of what they're going for
1: yeah i definitely get the, the sense of that um yeah and i think like um uh, the longer time slot does help give it that um, map more of a feel because like honestly like this didn't drag for me at all no no Um, i thought
2: the
0: pacing was really interesting actually like mm -hmm. um it it kind of followed in the tradition of i mean for me this episode was was most reminiscent of deep breath if i'm you know in terms of first episodes um Mm -hmm. and it sort of tonally it It definitely feels more like like I say one of those proper you know Sunday night capital D drama shows Mm -hmm. and like you say we've given it an hour it it gives I've always been in favour of Doctor Who the longer Doctor Who's because it gives them more time to to breathe and the pain I mean I think that we've always had an issue if if you go back to sort of when we started this show way back Mm -hmm. um, we've something that we always bring up in these is pacing yeah um the if we ever have a complaint about um the show in general it's the sometimes they feel crammed into forty two minutes
2: mm-hmm.
0: um whereas giving them an hour it, it, they the, you know the good the good shows uh kind of use it well, and I think that this this episode used that sort of fifteen extra minutes of breathing room to its advantage
1: mm-hmm. i mean one thing i was I was literally just watching it back over before we started recording this podcast. And I looked on the time, and it is nine minutes before the doctor even shows up. Yeah, but it doesn't it feel like it.
0: No, um, I mean, and where we've we've had episodes like that in in the revived incarnation of who mm-hmm. the the doctor takes a long time to show up. Um, it's by not far far not the longest uh, episode we've had. I mean, obviously, discounting the doctor lights, there have been um, episodes where you know the doctor doesn't turn up for ten or fifteen minutes, and I think mm-hmm. that when you've got a regeneration episode, when really everything hinges on the success of this episode of Jodie Whittaker landing, mm-hmm. it's quite brave to not have her in it from minute one. Landing. <laughs> well, yeah.
2: Well,
1: <laughs> you slightly. know what I mean? <laughs>
0: um, yeah. Well, I mean, because the, the thing is she's got to, she's got to come in and you've got to love her from like the second mm-hmm. she, she arrives. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, you know, this, this ain't going to work. So kind mm. of, Saying okay, so we know about this, but here's ten minutes of the other people in this show. Hmm. Um, it's it's good.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think so. I think sometimes, although a lot of people sort of like criticised RTD's tenure for being very soapy, I think yeah. it helps to ha- ease things in when in, by introducing Graham Yaz and um, and Ryan. Mm. so we get to see like they're they're sort of like how things going with them and then suddenly this mad woman drops out of the sky <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk a bit about before we talk about the mad woman let's mm.
2: talk
0: a bit about our our sort of supporting cast if you will mm. and i was i don't know if it's because i'm you know i'm sort of hopelessly inclined to to i'm sort of positively biased towards doctor who kind of from the start so i sort mm. of feel like my 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 view on it is you kind of hopelessly biased. I mean, but I kind of got into these people kind of immediately.
1: Yeah. And,
0: you know, it it's but as well, especially Ryan Graham and Grace, who was also part of this um of this kind of family setup, I was kind of um I was kind of into this dynamic kind of straight away. Mm-hmm. Um I mean if one thing that Doctor Who does well these days is because I it's because of the people who now write it. They know how to construct a kind of um, a believable family, sort of quite quickly, yeah. because you know the, from their soap backgrounds and drama backgrounds. So you kind of instantly get, you know, from the first few minutes of Ryan trying to ride the bike, it you kind of get the the dynamic straight away, and it and it's something that you can understand. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it's quite interesting that they have the. The kind of uh, the 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 stepdad drama, but they moved it back a generation for him, so he's like yeah. a step granddad mm-hmm. for Ryan, which I thought was quite an interesting
1: yeah approach. Yeah, I mean, you get you do get a sense like very quickly that I don't I don't think um, Ryan has necessarily a problem with Graham, but yeah. he's not too keen on his nan like pushing him. Towards him, if that makes any sense, like you know, yeah. um, So keep an eye on Granddad. His name's Graham. Like, yeah, he's sort of like this. I wouldn't say interloper necessarily because that's not quite right. It's more sort of like she's just his second. You know, he's not. He's not his his actual Granddad. Granddad. Yeah,
0: yeah, and also from much later, when you know, again, anyone who's new, we go full spoilers on this show. So Mm -hmm. if maybe you're. You're coming to us, and you haven't quite got around to Joey's episode yet. Go watch it and come back. We'll, yeah. we'll be here. Um, but when we we're at Grace's funeral, um, you have the, this thing that Ryan's dad hasn't shown up.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so you, again, because you kind of you you the way that they set this up, you get the impression that maybe Grace was trying to push Graham as a bit of a father figure for Ryan. Mm-hmm. And Ryan's like, nope, no, no, because I've got a dad, but dad's a piece of shit. And yeah, yeah so um, I think that I'm. With um, this is a bit where I sort of didn't like my my entire my sort of in in a narrative uh, because mm-hmm. I think that because we've had so many years of Moffat, yeah.
2: Um,
0: when when you get those pieces of information, I think that he kind of trained my brain to start picking at that and thinking, okay, so what's going to happen later in the series? You know, is this person going to turn up? Is this a big clue for later? And mm. this is Chibnall, mate. This probably isn't. This is just you know, we understand, so we understand the character. Yeah. You know, I kind of hated myself for thinking, oh, it's going to be all stuff for later and, you know, pay attention because, you know, this is going to be important. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you sort of um felt that way or is that just the way that my stupid brain works?
1: Um, No, I don't, I don't think it's stupid. Um, I, I don't know if I had that same sense. Yeah. I think probably because I knew this wasn't Moffat. So yeah. you kind of have to just like forget everything you think, you know, and then just sort of like let, Jim will take you by the hand um yeah 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 I mean I, no I didn't, I didn't like think I mean I was surprised by the fact that um they offed Grace um yeah
0: um I, but... I think that I I, I kind of want to I, I kind of want to put a pin in that because I kind of mm. want to talk about that when we yeah. when we get to it later because I think that the way that you know I I think um when, when it happened, when it, when she sort of says to Graham, "You know, is it bad that I'm having fun?" I thought, "Oh, she's fucking dead." Yeah.
1: Um,
0: well, I, but, think uh... I, I
1: kind of had that vibe from um, the opening. The well, yeah yeah, 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 the YouTube yeah. video. Yeah. You, you know who uh, you think he's talking about? And it's like, nah, nah, hang nah. on.
0: Yeah, this his Dan. Um, <laughs> but it's sort of going back to the beginning. Um, when when you got that, but again, you sort of again with the old Steamo vibes. I think that. My sort of worry that this was going to be a bit soapish was kind of taken away immediately by Ryan chucking his bike down the hill, <laughs>
1: which really made me laugh. I, I, I love how it, after he chucks it, it stays on Toes and Coal, and you just hear like, on the left channel, you see the bag crashing, and then again, yeah. and then again, and he's just, his face is just going, oh,
2: oh, <laughs> shouldn't have done yeah. that.
1: Um. Yeah. I mean, I think it's also, We'll. I think we'll probably come back to that later, but um, there is a bit about the bike riding that I quite liked, um, but I think we'll come back yeah. to that. Um, yeah. And I think um, another thing that I thought made um, Graham's involvement in the story a little bit more realistic was, yes, he is trying to be a father figure to Ryan, but at the same time, there's this standoffishness where he says, oh, you know, you're going to have to sort the bike out yourself because we're off. Yeah. And then there's a bit later on um, in the, the workshop. I don't know if we'll touch on that when we get back to it. But um, so basically, um, one of the things about Ryan's character is he has dyspraxia. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's a, a and I do like that. I just hope that they stick with it. Yeah, oh, same well, hmm not necessarily stick yes stick with it but also don't make it a crutch for when something dramatic has to happen if that makes yes, sense Yes, i entirely agree yes yeah
0: it can't be i mean it's actually we'll, we'll talk about that thing with graham now actually because it's what leads into it because graham is obviously a bit uh skeptical i don't want to say of, of this thing uh that ryan ryan has because mm-hmm. you know it, it kind of comes up it's obviously a point of contention yeah, between them and um i think unfortunately it's kind of reflective of some people's maybe i don't want to sort of put it on the older generation but there are some people who sort of think that you know this along with some other uh, other spectrum uh mm-hmm. things you know like autism and uh, adhd and things like that are just yeah. you know naughty kids or you're just a bit you know all this that the other thing so um yeah, I think that that's realistic. Yeah. And um, I think that that's something that should be addressed because it's something that happened. It's a reflection of real life. Yeah. Um, and again, that's something that, you know, with the more drama aspect of it, that's that's kind of what we're aiming at. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it can't, you know, again, this is a drama, so it can't always be sunshine and roses between people and it's a, and it's, um, a realistic point of contention between these two characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it obviously will come up later. Yeah. Um, Because you don't, you know, this is Chekhov's dyspraxia. Mm-hmm. You can't leave it. <laughs> you can't you know, introduce yeah. it. You can't leave it. No. Um, so, um, but I think that it was it was lovely as well for me personally because my mate Alex, mm-hmm. um, uh, who was here when we watched it, uh, it also has dyspraxia, mm-hmm. and he w- was just he was so happy to see a character. Um, in the show that is like him. Yeah. And, um, again, it, you know, representation matters. It absolutely does because, yeah. you know, I think that there's, I saw it on, on Twitter before it, before it came out as well. Um, it, it does matter to a lot of people and it's, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's, uh, a, I don't want to say condition cause they wouldn't, you know, people who have dyspraxia don't do yeah. it that way. Um, but it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a thing that, um, I think maybe a lot of people don't really know about in terms of things, uh, like that. So, uh yeah, it it's uh, it's really good to see for me. But yeah, I'm I'm sort of with you in that I hope that they it you know, they're not saying it, you know, every episode and um mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't just become a like you say, a crutch to kind of just force pathos into the show, if
2: you will.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like or sort of like when there's a moment of danger, um Ryan has a moment and then it makes things even worse. So kinda of like like the bit where they're climbing the crane was yeah. sort of like oh yeah, I mean I can see that happening. But at the same time, it's sort of like, oh, you know, um, I think it needs like more examples of it happening just any other time, if that makes sense. Like, don't yeah. use it to be like a, a moment of drama when things yeah. are kicking off.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, like the doctor is like, you know, Ryan, you know, catch a sonic screwdriver and Ryan fumbles it. You know, mm-hmm. it's like um, that's kind of too obviously. Yeah. Right, here's a problem. We will now exploit the problem to create another problem to solve at the, ch- at the end of the show, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I'm, but I, yeah, from what I've seen so far, I mean, obviously, I kind of can't commentate because I'm not a person who has dyspraxia.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: but from just my mate Alex's reaction, I thought it was really cool. Oh yeah. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, should we move on to the Hershey's kiss, the the big sweetie in the forest?
0: <laughs> yeah, let's talk about the, the sweetie in the forest. Um. Yeah, it, it, I mean, obviously, from long-time Doctor Who watchers, you go, don't touch it, but, you know, we've got to touch it. So, mm. um, yeah, I, I, I would say that um, it was sort of in the finest tradition of Doctor Who alien objects in that it looked like it was made out of uh, polystyrene, but, mm. um, yeah, I mean, I, I was sort of otherwise fine with it. So, yeah. uh, um, I will say that I, I think that um, the, the kind of, the fact it was sort of in space egg form for kind yeah. of, Quite a long time
2: mm.
0: Really um, Was uh, Maybe an interesting decision But maybe one That I think You know I think it could have been I think Tim Shaw As they keep calling him Which I thought was really funny <laughs> um, uh, Because I mean it was funny On the day Because Like looking on Twitter Like the first It was trend for, First world trending Was Doc 2 Jody Whitaker. Mm. F- number 5 trending Was Tim Shaw <laughs> um, <laughs> Which I thought was, it was really funny, but again, it's sort of the thing of, what I found interesting about Chibnall's writing in this episode that it had the humour stuff, mm-hmm. but it kind of wasn't that like, kind of humour that we've had before. It yeah. was subtle, but it kind of, it you know, you had quite a explicitly scary monster. It's kind of one of the mo- more sort of grim monsters that we've mm. had on Doctor Who, uh, Tim. Yeah. Uh, but to do it sort of undermined me, under, it's so Doctor Who to kind of undermine yeah. it by keep calling
1: the wrong name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no and it's not, I don't even think it's like particularly malicious on her part. it's just yeah she doesn't correct herself yeah and, and she does it's like, really
0: funny, yeah,
1: just mishearing it um i I don't know if we necessarily need to see the stanza again,
0: no, I think I think 'cause if I have one criticism of this this episode in particular mm-hmm. is that it's it's predator, it is yeah yeah it um is. Just I, in I i I did like. Yeah, just in Sheffield, and mm. with sort of a much more grim trophy approach. I mean, because that thing with the teeth embedded in his, his face was yeah. disgusting. Yeah, and you that know, was really bravo. Cool. <laughs> it was cool, but it was disgusting. Oh, I yeah. mean, and you know, the way that they shot it, mm. you know, I mean, he's like, all. I mean, Tim Shaw is always in sort of extreme close, close up. Oh so yeah, yes, you, yeah, so you can really see those, the molars. Uh, yeah, yeah, you can really see the molars. You know, it's um, <laughs> it's. Uh, you know, it's 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 brave mm. and it was really effective. So I applaud them for that. But I never ever want to see it again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did see a lot of people complaining about. Um, oh well, she hasn't really stopped them though, because what's stopping them from doing it again? But she hasn't got a TARDIS. She can't go there and go how? <laughs> Knock it off. Yeah,
0: I mean, but this is this is the basically the resolution of nearly every. Mm-hmm. Every every <laughs> every beginning episode we've had because mm-hmm. nearly every one of them is the Doctor kind of gets sorted out. I mean, especially regeneration ones. It happens mm-hmm. in the tenth Doctor, eleventh Doctor, twelfth Doctor. In that, you know, he uh, or she um, mm-hmm. basically gets sorted out and tells that monster to fuck off. It's yeah. in Eleventh Hour. It's it's in uh, Christmas Invasion. Mm-hmm um you know in both of those you get a big speech saying hello i'm the doctor basically get lost before i sort of do something you you're going to be upset about mm-hmm. um so yeah i kind of i kind of you know, i mean it, it's a legitimate you know point that mm-hmm. um but it's something significant in the way that it's ultimately resolved because um if anything i'd say with with jody whitaker uh, the approach that chip Chibnall seems to be taking so far is that she is definitely not the 12th doctor because no. the 12th doctor straight up murders mm. the guy in,
2: yeah. in
0: deep breath. and <laughs> uh, Whereas, uh, you know, it's a similar fall in, in this one, but you know, he's, he's fine at the end of it. You know, he, he gets his thing and, and goes away. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I, I kind of, I understand that, but it's the resolution of quite a lot of Dr. Who episodes yeah. to be fair. Yeah. Uh, can we talk about Yaz a little bit? Um, yeah, yeah, because I thought she was a she is going to be um, uh, our sensible character. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to say if if um, we're going to be comparing to other four body Tardis crews, albeit we haven't been in the Tardis yet, she is definitely going to be our Barbara.
1: Yeah, very likely.
0: Yeah, because um, so she's a probationary police officer, so um i don't know how it works in other countries but here um when you become a police officer you uh you sort of don't become a full copper for a couple of years you you're you're you have all the powers but you you on probation still mm-hmm. you're on probation for like two years or something like that so she is um sort of sort of just about to be a full a full-blooded police officer but she's not quite there yet yeah. um so yeah i think it's uh Obviously, that she's going to be kind of our, our sensible person mm. and our determined person mm. and um, probably our no-nonsense person, if you like. So, yeah, she's definitely going to be sort of our, our Barbara, I think.
1: Yeah, I agree with the no-nonsense. Non- no um, sensible, I wonder if that remains to be seen because, yeah, actually, as, as, yeah. You, as you see like from in the episode, she is often pushing us here to pee, say, hey, can I actually have something to do? Because you get the sense that, oh, she's a probie, we'll just send her out to do this that we can't really be bothered to do and she's like yeah but if i'm supposed to be you know a full police officer i need to handle anything you can get thrown at us so can i have something a bit more you know challenging and she gets that so i'm wondering if because she's got this sense of having to prove herself she might yeah. end up maybe being a little bit more risk taker than one would expect if that makes sense
0: yeah that's a fair point actually yeah i mean i think that sort of uh that's I, I i'm sort of interested I'm, I'm sort of most interested to see how yaz develops because i think she mm-hmm. could be quite there is a danger she could be quite kind of two-dimensional mm-hmm. in, in that respect i mean if i'm sort of interested to see if they do a lot of character building with her
2: yeah
0: um so yeah i'm i'm really interested to see how they how they uh move on with with yaz mm-hmm. um And, uh, yeah, I mean, with Graham as well, I I think that it's going to be linked to – I'm sort of interested to see if if Chibnall kind of uh, decides that um, the relationship between Graham and Ryan is going to be something that's quite central to the show. You know, if they they grow closer or further apart by the Mm. time you get to the end of the series – uh, and if that's going to be something that he kind of puts at the forefront, or is this going to be something that kind of bubbles away in the background and mm. it's mostly about uh, the Doctor, if you see what I mean? Yeah. Um, because if anything, um, something that we've both kind of consistently said through the whole time that we've been doing this show is that if anything, this show really isn't about the Doctor, really. Mm. It's more about the companion. So I'm 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 kind of interested to see how Chibnall has that balance especially with four of them yeah um it, it definitely helps that two of them are uh, related and i think it was interesting that he kind of made a decision that they all kind of know each other yeah already yeah,
1: yeah. I, I like that it's because it's a bit it's not sort of it's a bit more organic rather than yeah it, it's something like that it could easily be very forced but the fact yeah. that ryan and yaz knew each other from school and obviously then therefore grace knows yaz um, yeah I and mean, with this sort of like just sort of just circumstance, um, they're more meeting together. Like it's yeah. not there's nothing like really sort of like forced about it. Somehow, yeah.
0: And and already it kind of already gives them a, a, a kind of gives them a built it builds them a foundation to have a relationship and a dynamic already. Mm-hmm. Because really doing that gives gives the show a shortcut. You haven't got four. You know you haven't got four strangers mm-hmm. you know you've got three people who kind of know each other already and the doctor yeah so um uh y- you know it g- it gives them a bypass of having to go from people you know four completely disparate people because mm-hmm. that's what really confused me to begin with uh with this sort of announcement that there was going to be three uh companions and yeah. the doctor because i was like how are you going to get all these people in the same place at the same time, and it not be weird. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they've they've done all that work already, so yeah, it, it was it was wise to do that, but I think. Mm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so let's get on to I think the big meaty subject here. I yeah. want to talk about Jodie Whitaker's Doctor. Yeah. Because um, I think I, I they couldn't have said this person is more. Is completely different to the twelfth doctor, more explicitly mm. than basically any word that came. Every word that came out of her mouth sort of was like the she is different from the person who came before. Yeah, um, and like in in, but not just obviously kind of physically, but kind of mentally, mm-hmm. because her, the way that she approaches what happens here was kind of fascinating to me because, you know, the 12th Doctor would have been completely different. And, it, um, you know, for, for the, from the the fact that it, when um, when all these terrible things start happening, she couldn't be more, she's like, you know, I'm sorry this is happening to all of you, you yeah. know. Um, you know, where the 12th Doctor would never say anything like that.
2: No.
0: Mm. Um, so, yeah, I thought it was really interesting. that They've sort of, from minute one, have gone... She is not the twelfth Doctor, Mm. and she is not the guys who were before. I mean, um, and they're pains to sort of say it's not because she's a she's a woman now. Mm. It's just be. I mean, if anything, this was very fifth Doctorish to me.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean that that was the biggest standout point for me is that she was apologising. It's like I'm sorry you had to see this. I'm sorry you got caught up all in all of this. You know, it's 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 even though it's not really her fault. She's yes. just as swept up in it as, as they are. Um, yeah, I thought that was really fascinating. And you're right; it is very um, Fifth Doctor. I think she there was, there were points. I think she shaded towards the Tenth Doctor as well. Um, yeah, but yeah, she is a market change from uh, the Twelfth. Like oh, and took, the Eleventh Doctor, and really the Eleventh, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, she was yeah, she was great i mean
0: yeah i mean i was sort of in love with her from kind of minute one Mm -hmm. i mean because she was kind of so like i I loved her that compassionate side i thought that Mm -hmm. was really cool i thought that the way that she sort of interacted with people i mean it it was i mean you know i didn't dislike what they did with the 12th doctor but Mm. um i mean it was just it it was just so much it it was enjoyable to watch and um Yeah, I just, I loved her, the the way that she sort of approached what was going on, it all made sense, and Mm -hmm. yeah, I just thought she was so kind of, you know, easy with it, you know, it didn't seem very, it didn't seem false to me, it Mm -hmm. was, um, it just kind of, you know, I think that she's obviously thought about her character kind of a lot, and Mm -hmm. how she's going to, you know, how does the 13th Doctor do this, how does the 13th Doctor do that, and um you know again no absolutely no disrespect to the, to the last couple of fellas that have done it mm-hmm. but i think that with this approach i think it's really uh, you know it's it's a, a little bit of a breath of fresh air after what we've had of the last few years again not saying that's bad but it's you mm-hmm. know it's it you know it, it's kind of more the doctor that i think that you know that i do like when the doctor is is like that you know mm-hmm. is has you know th- thinks about the people that are you know things are happening and um yeah I just I just I loved her from from the sort of the jump
1: mm-hmm. yeah um and she does pull the greatest faces um <laughs> like yeah. the bit where they're in the in Yaz's police car and she's coming off lights and sirens, and she goes no and she sort of sits back and pouts a bit and yeah. um, <laughs> when she's I mean, building like, the a screwdriver the...
0: Yeah, didn't you get some, some big second Doctor bit be- beats from her yeah. as well? Yeah. Like, um, you know, the thing of sticking her finger up her nose saying I'm going to pass out in 19 seconds and all this sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, like um, all the clothes, you know, liking all the clothes trying on, like mm-hmm. you say, the the kind of the lash-ups,
2: mm-hmm. you know,
0: building her sonic. And, uh, yeah, you like you say, can we have the sirens on? No, and pouting. And, um, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I really like that that part i mean and the the little the little talk at the end after grace's funeral when mm-hmm. she says you know um that she she you know, thinks about her family you know they're, they're sort of alive in her mind the things like that i mean that's straight out to oh, yeah. side men uh yeah. so yeah i really like that kind of second doctor kind of vibe they gave her sort mm-hmm. of throughout with that bit of the fifth in there so yeah i really like that
1: yeah absolutely and um like, I, again, I, I just love the screwdriver in building sequence.
2: Mm,
1: yeah. I, I was just a great touch. I mean, and not to mention, when you consider the last few doctors, certainly 11 and 12, I can't really, I don't know if I can speak much to 9 and uh, 10, but mm. they've always had their screwdrivers built for them by the TARDIS. She's yeah. just mucked in and did it herself with some spoons.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, again, is a lovely little touch to, mm-hmm. to our previous Doctor, Um with uh, the Spoon action.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, so, yeah, I really I really liked the, the approach. And, um, yeah, I mean, the, I think the, the 12th Doctor, you know, they kind of took the approach they did with him because Moffat had been doing the show a while. Mm-hmm. So it, it's kind of that thing of we've had, you know, and he's been in charge of a couple of different Doctors now. So
2: yeah.
0: um, it was like, you know, it's time for a more spiky kind of, You know, um, not as uh, sort of lovey-dovey doctor, Mm -hmm. if you see what I mean. Or as cuddly, you know, a cuddly doctor sort of thing. Whereas Chibnall, I think, took the approach of, like, you've got to like her from the jump. Mm -hmm. So the easiest way to do that is to make her more personable. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I think that that was a a wise choice.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I always feel get the feeling that um, had Moffat not stuck around for the, his second Doctor incarnation, we probably never would have got the 12th Doctor that we had. I think it's probably no. just like from confidence built up over Matt Smith's tenure that yeah. you feel like, OK, we can do this. We um, can do this. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, like you say, this is effectively a soft reboot, so you kind of have to get people on board. Yeah, Um, so you do need like you could be a friendlier doctor, even though she still has a bit of an edge to her. She and she will like stand up for what's right. Um, Yeah, she needs to be a much more personable character.
0: Yeah, I'm interested to see. uh, You know, I'm really interested to see the next episode because you know they're in a bit of a pickle as they left at the end of this episode. Bit bit. Um, and uh you know i'll I tell you what that sort of a couple of those shots um mm-hmm. from the end of the set it's like oh that's that's terribly eight years of you you know in the quarry with yeah with people with uh, strange haircuts mm-hmm. um so i'm interested to see kind of not only how long do they keep the tardis away from from them mm. um uh and um what happens to jodie's doctor when things aren't going well what happens when she starts getting pissed off
2: hmm.
0: um, what happens when things don't go like they should hmm. uh, so yeah i'm i'm interested to see kind of how the the spectrum of that character is going to change if at all yeah. so yeah watch this space on that one
1: yeah um i'm i'm also kind of wondering how long they're going to keep the tardis away for yeah because if, if, OK, say, for example, we're going to basically sort of do, so like, series 12, where the Doctor... Well, that's even that's not a correct comparison, because the Doctor did have the TARDIS, just couldn't use it. So, if you keep the TARDIS away from the Doctor, you're going to have to come up with all sorts of convoluted ways for them to end up into the next episode. And then... How do you then get them on to? So I think I honestly think we'll probably will see the TARDIS by the end of the next episode.
0: Oh, do you think? I um, think so. I don't I'm, think... I'm, yeah. But, well, you, you don't think yeah. they're going to it away the whole time.
1: Yeah, because they, like you say, you're going to have to come up with like even more convoluted reasons. I mean, like say, take Ark in space, Centauran experiment, Genesis, the Daleks. Okay, Ark in space hmm. will just beam down to Earth. Uh Centauran experiment will being back to Earth. Oh, no, wait, our transmount got intercepted by the Time Lords. Genesis of the Daleks, here's the Time Ring. Um, you can use it once you're finished to get back to Nerva. And I think then, mm-hmm. yeah, I think you got back to the TARDIS then. You don't really have that. You've got, yes, um, the Doctor rigged up the teleport so she could effectively track the TARDIS. But then it's like, like say, if Episode 3 is a historical how yeah. do they get from a to b then so true yeah I, I like i say without being convoluted i think we'll probably we'll probably get the titles because also what um this episode did was we didn't really have the title sequence we had no, the first the, no, the theme tune um, when the doctor arrives and then you had the end credits but no opening titles and i think that's going to get instated for the next episode so I yeah. kind of feel like this was just sort of like easing it into and then episode two, we're going to get the whole shebang and then we'll probably end up with a TARDIS.
0: Yeah, I think that you, you're probably right. Yeah, mm. I think that that sounds the most likely scenario. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm also, I mean, it's interesting that we've got essentially three reluctant travellers as far as we know. I, mm. I can see Ryan being into it, but Yaz has, has got a job and a life and Graham has been pretty sceptical of this whole business from the jump. So (laughs) um, this is where I think that I was interested. What really intrigued me was the kind of the lack of recriminations over Grace's death, which I think was very different from what we've Mm. had with Steemo because um, I mean, I thought it was significant that she sort of hung around for the funeral. (laughs) wasn't like, I'm off. See you later. Mm. I've got things to do, Mm -hmm. Um, which Again, is a big change from kind of previous incarnations. Yeah, Uh, I was thinking about.
1: mm, I was thinking about it, and I think the difference between Moffat and Chibnall is with Chibnall and Grace's death. There is a point where the Doctor quite clearly states to Graham and Grace, "Go, don't come back. Just get out of here. While I sort the figure stuff out." Under Moffat's tenure. She might have said, "Can you try and sort this out?" Yeah. So Grace's death, although it's not really the doctor's fault, and I did see this online. It's like, why? Why are they like even talking to the doctor when she effectively caused Grace's death? She didn't. Not really. Grace decided to come back and do um, and and drag Graham along with her, but she decided mm. to do that of her own volition. Free will. Yeah. yeah. Because the. Um, the Gathering Coil was attacking the crane that uh, Yaz and Ryan were in. So she figured, right, I'm not having this. Well, let's do something about this. So it's n- Grace's death is not, strictly speaking, the Doctor's fault. If anything, it's, it's it's kind of slightly, in a way, because she knows what to do to the Gathering Coil. You know, jam the, the probe in it and then get Graham to throw the power to electrocute it. But it's not like the doctor ordered her to do that. Yeah.
0: Or even gave her the, the inclination to do it. I mean, mm. it was basically Grace took... I mean, you know, the doctor would have never done the thing to the Gathering Coil or this doctor. Mm. Or actually any of them would have done this if they thought that the person watching them would then try to do it themselves. Mm. Um, it, it, like you say, I think that that is... But I, I thought that even with all that information you know grief is is a terrible thing and you know i would i thought that maybe graham would still be mad at the doctor because you know you got me into this in the first place Mm -hmm. and now my wife is dead um you know even though it's not her fault you know um still um i thought there would have been some resentment so i'm i'm interested i was interested that you know apparently everyone is is fine um Mm. you know at the end of great everyone's thing is like everyone is obviously terribly upset but Graham and Ryan, especially, seem to be like Grace went out on her own and did this. It was Grace's choice, mm-hmm. and, and she died doing something incredibly noble. And yeah. therefore, we're not okay with it. But it's it's how she cho- what she chose yeah. essentially. It, it's what she would have um,
1: done. She would have.
0: It's what she would have done.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, um well, I think also with Graham, yeah, he does have that survivor's guilt because it states after the funeral that he's in remission from cancer. So he kind of feels. I think he always kind of felt like, anyway, like he didn't deserve her. And if he could trade places with he honestly, would have.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. But it's kind of not. It, it's it's who she was. She would have helped yeah. people, and even, even if, even if like that, the whole alien thing wasn't happening. If if somebody was in danger, she probably would have charged in. And yeah. Like but potentially the cost of her own life um so yeah i mean it'll be interesting to see if that has any further repercussions
0: yeah that's that's what i'm interested to see because i wonder if you know there's going to be a moment of of kind of anger later on mm-hmm. and graham you know that comes out graham O'Rion later on yeah i mean because i would put i would bet my house on it happening if this was steve off oh, yeah. but it's again it's not this is a new day so i mm-hmm. wonder if chibnall is going to be content to leave it there or, mm. um, again, with this thing of, I mean, because, uh, again, I, I wonder that, you know, they're kind of now angling towards drama with this because mm-hmm. this is kind of heavy shit for, for yeah. a family show. You know, uh, you've got, um, you know, a person who's in remission from cancer, his wife's just died. It, you know, it's a lot to happen. Mm-hmm. And something that Chuck pointed out, actually, um, was, I mean, the cinema, I thought the cinematography was gorgeous, but oh, yeah. it's. I mean, you know, I, I think, again, it's a step change from our last series is, mm-hmm. again, which had a few quid spent on them. But this one, the you know, the lighting and the way they shot it and yeah. all that sort of thing. It was it was very c- cinematic. But yeah. Chuck pointed out it's also ever so torchwood. I was just about
1: to say that it did get a yeah, little on, yeah. bit torchwoody in the middle when you had Rahul. Yeah. And him transporting the, the pod from the forest to his workshop. Yeah. That that was very torture and I thought, hang on, what's what's going on here? And you sort of think could it be some sort of you know, government thing or I mean I don't know whether I'm just like wired that way. But yeah. um yeah, and the fact that we like like duct taping all the cameras and everything. Um and one thing I, I quite like the inference of was when Rahul's sister got abducted, you kinda get the sense that because he you knows so much, maybe it was his fault. Maybe yeah. he was the one who granted the permission. He's got that sort of guilt about it, and he wants to like mm. put it right. And even then, Tim Shaw just goes, "You'll never know what happened to her," and kills him. Um, yeah, it did. Yeah, I think sort like the the overhead shots of the van moving down the street, and like there's a look over um, the like the stadium, like shots like that were, were quite and It was like oh, okay, um, mm-hmm. and but. I think it really added to the atmosphere of it. all. it didn't like stick out too much, but it was just like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, uh,
0: yeah. I, I was really sort of, uh, you know, it kind of didn't strike me when we were watching it. But it wasn't mm. until Chuck said it I was like, oh yeah, it yeah. really was. Um, yeah. I mean, because Chuck wasn't as into this as I was. I mean, and it, it wasn't. It, and the reason why was because he thought it was going to be more kind of action-packed like 11th Hour was. Mm. So I don't know what your, your thoughts were on that, because I was kind of fine with it being, like you know, this approach, but yeah. I could also see the perspective of you kind of want more like, blah, kind of action and mm. um, kind of running, jumping, screaming, kind of um, kind of bonkers feel that 11th Hour had. So yeah. what, what's your take on it?
1: Yes, I mean, I, I think, I wonder if Chuck's thinking it was, it was very small scale. Compared yes, to 11th yeah. Hour. Because 11th yeah. Hour, he has the Atraxia basically threatening the Earth to... Threatening and insuring the Earth. It was much more smaller scale, but that's kind of okay. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I mean, it can't all be sort of like save the world all the time. Sometimes it's just a matter of saving one person. In, mm-hmm. this, in this case, yeah. Carl. And I, I quite like that. It gives a much more sort of... I don't want to say intimate look into the way Doctor the Doctor handles things yeah but i think it I sort of more impresses the feeling that everybody's important
2: you know yeah, it's definitely. not just
1: the world at whole even one person in the slightest bit of danger you know as she says herself if i see trouble i help out where i can
0: yeah
1: um, definitely
0: yeah um i thought that it was it was impressive to me in in kind of the way that the tone worked with it in that you've got this incredibly gross alien and all that mm-hmm. sort of thing and you know, it's serious and there's lots of weird shit happening, but I mean, again, like we talked about with Ryan, you know, hucking his bike down the hill. And mm-hmm. um, if you want a true picture of 21st century Britain, it is a drunk man throwing his uh, kebab <laughs> salad at an alien. Um,
1: <laughs> oh, that was brilliant.
0: Brilliant. Yeah. I
1: love that. I don't know why.
0: It was, but... But it's so, it's so us, isn't it?
1: Yeah. <laughs> and I, I also, I also liked when you're seeing um, Ryan doing his YouTube blog. Yeah. This. Two heartless bastards have given it a, a dislike. It, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. And, and, the, and the videos just the videos just titled "Hey," it's only had about like nineteen views. There's yeah. been eleven upvotes and two people disliking it. Yeah. It's just like oh, because, it's real though. Yeah. It's, it's
0: funny. Yeah, but yeah. I, I really like that realness element of mm. it. I mean, in that it was it was kind of dramatic, but I mean the the humor didn't feel like forced in. It felt mm. like real, and like I say, it was like a you know, I was like, "Are they really got a bloke whipping his salad at, at Tim Shaw? I mean, that is just so good.
1: I, I mean, mean, yeah. I mean yeah. it, even the bit where um, Grace gives Graham a peck on the cheek, he says, it's really odd to be enjoying this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, um, it, it was just so, it was just thoroughly enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. it
0: was, I can definitely see where Chuck's coming from. And yeah, mm-hmm. I do feel a little bit like I understand that and, Kind of almost wish it was a bit more kind of you know whiz bang, whiz bang. but yeah. uh, I think there's plenty of time for whiz bang, and I think that yeah. y- you've got this is a way to establish the tone of this series, and um, if anything, I'm I'm so excited for for what's going to happen
1: mm. in the
0: next episode because I just I I kind of want to see how they're gonna what they propose that this series is going to be like throughout, essentially, because Mm -hmm. the, the, the first episode always isn't always a true reflection of where we're going in the series. Mm. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see where it goes.
1: Yeah. I think it's even more exciting because we don't know what's coming up.
0: Yeah. No bloody idea. I mean, mean, for the first time in a long time. I mean,
1: it's, I think, uh, I think I might've said it on Twitter, but it's like, it's simultaneously both so exciting but because we're trying to do a podcast, it's like, oh, but we don't know. Frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> um, one thing I did find very curious, um, the coming soon trailer at the end of the credits. Yeah. it's. I, I thought it was a bit odd. I mean, yeah, it's nice to show off who you've got coming up in the series, but at the same time, it's like, okay, okay. Did that did
0: that seem weird to you at all? Or... Yeah, yeah, a little bit. I mean, um, yeah. because normally in that slot you have a you know a coming soon sort of trailer, but you know yeah, this is like so... look at all these uh, incredible actors we've got coming uh, this series. So yeah. yeah, it was a bit of a different approach.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but yeah, I think that. I can see why they did it because, you know, I think that judging by Twitter, there were a lot of folks coming to this who had never seen a minute of Doctor Who before. Mm. Um, so the best way to get them in is not like almost they sort of take the approach of these people don't really want to see spaceships. If people are, again interested in drama, mm-hmm. then they want to know who is going to be in, you know, in, in sort of like things that like it's sort of an approach that. Would drag like my dad and my mum, my mum and daddy. Mm. So, you know, my mum likes that thing, that him in that thing, and he's yeah. in this as well. So, she might watch that episode with him in it,
1: if you mm-hmm. see what I mean. Mm-hmm.
0: So, I mean, and they've got some big names in this. Got bloody Art Malik. Yeah. Um, oh, I didn't even know about Art Malik. We knew
1: about it's Alan Cumming.
0: And Cullen, Alan Cumming, yes. Yeah. And um, know
1: Chris North out uh, of uh, Mark Addy.
0: Yeah, bloody Mr. Big. Shut yeah. up. They've got Mr. <laughs> big in this.
1: Yeah, no, what the Hang on, what? I know, what? <laughs> yeah. Um,. Yeah, I just, I just seemed like a bit of a curious choice. I thought, but no, it yeah. makes sense. You, you want to sort of like attract the not we because I think the we are going to yes. watch it anyway.
0: Yeah, the we are going to watch it anyway and be upset about it. Or, mm. or, you know, whatever we do. But yeah, I think that it it, it it did my soul good to see. On, I mean, obviously, my Twitter and yours, I expect as well, is kind of biased towards people who generally like. Mm-hmm uh doctor who and, and the direction they're going but yeah. from what i mean just you know tapping on the uh the trending topics afterwards people generally seem delighted with it yeah so I mean, I yeah was... i mean i hope that i hope that they come back next week yeah Is
1: by hope yeah yeah i, was, I think there's one point i was looking at uh twitter on my ipad and you know how it shows you like the top 20 trending things yeah. every single one of them was to do with doctor who and i just thought yeah oh, that's good
2: even if yeah, it's just like, related good. terms
1: like dyspraxia and things like that. But yeah. every single one of them would relate to the woman who fell to Earth. And I just thought, oh, that's good. Yes. That's good. Even, even if everybody didn't like it, that's fine. If you didn't yeah. like it, fair enough. If you didn't watch it and you complain about it, sod off. Um,
0: yeah. If you're somebody who's on Twitter trying to explain to Neil Gaiman and Paul Cornell that they don't <laughs> understand Doctor Who, please check yourself
1: before you wreck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. Like, oh, that was a poor decision.
0: Oh, delete your life, mate, you're done. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. dear me.
1: I mean, the, I mean, I have seen like comments going on, but it's sort of like, it's the usual numpties, if you know what I yeah. mean. It's sort of like, oh, well, I knew Trudy Whitaker wasn't going to be a very good doctor. It's like, oh, just shut up. You've been bleeding on about this for like, what, nine months, like a yeah. year now. Like, just, you're boring. Yeah. Honestly. You really
0: are. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I, like I say, out of all my friends, I only really saw one who was like, do you know what? Didn't grab me. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I think that that's fair. But I know he'll be watching it next week just to see what, what, what happens sort of mm-hmm. thing. Because he's not in, I mean, you know, it's, if he, you, if he you watches and it didn't grab you, that's a completely legitimate,
1: yeah, outlook. Yeah. That's fair. Um, I can see why, I can certainly see Chuck's point of view. Yes. Like, with a new doctor, you want to hit the ground running. Yeah. But I kind of like we've got the more sort of... I wouldn't say contemplative, but yeah. a, like a gentler pace or yeah. sort of like a sm- like much more smaller scale, as I said. Yeah.
0: Um, well, it kind of... It shows up that, you know, it, it's basically saying, you know, this is this Doctor... As we know her now,
1: mm-hmm.
0: this is this new Doctor's outlook and yeah. her general approach to things. And that is that is best maybe portrayed by something in a small scale mm-hmm. so whereas if it's kind of I mean again we both love 11th hour whereas mm-hmm. but sometimes when it's like this kind of tornado of stuff happening <laughs> yeah you kind of you know you kind of almost lose a little bit what mm-hmm. you know this new doctor's about what this companion's about yeah all this sort of thing so uh, yeah um, I'm just I'm just so excited to see what's coming yeah. so um, have you, is there anything else you want to throw
1: up about um, the woman who fell to earth Segun Akinola's music yes I really quite like that I there, did there were some points where us, like oh yeah there is music on because I think we're yeah. just so used to Marie Gold yeah um, and you know I'm, not to slam Marie Gold he's done some brilliant work but when you don't have like the blaring horns or the like the electric guitar shredding away and all that yeah. it's sort of like you do sort of like get oh yeah okay yeah and if that is what i think is going to be the 13th doctor's theme that's yeah. a really nice piece of music
0: it is yeah i entirely agree
1: yeah especially i think when she's like building the screwdriver and especially when she shows off the new outfit yeah yeah that's de- that's definitely going to be her theme and just yeah like... shout
0: out <laughs> incidental shout out to the nicest charity shop clothes in human history <laughs>
1: And even that was like a great, like, great sequence because a lot of people were just like, oh, it looks like she got it out of a charity shop. Well, actually, she did. Yes. Um, and like, he has his reaction, like, that's what you're going with. Do you like, yep? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Thumbs up.
0: Yeah. And I also, you know, the, in the great tradition of the Doctor being secretly absolutely loaded but never having any money on them.
2: So. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Okay, so. The first score for Georgie Whitaker's yes. tenure as the Doctor. You yes, going I with? mean,
0: yeah, I'll just say that if you're, again, if you're new to our show, we score uh, all episodes of Doctor Who, or new ones anyway, out of 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, so on this, I am going to award this an eight. Um, I loved, say, I loved the cinematography. I loved all the characters. I thought the story was fun. But um, I'm sort of deducting um, two points for Predator
1: ripoff um yeah i think uh, this is definitely an eight i don't know if yes it's kind of hard to, it's one of those ones where it's kind of hard to pick faults for. apart from like predator but it's yeah i think like eight's like definitely like where it's it's settled it's one of those scores where you're like yeah this is definitely an eight but you don't know what would make it a 10 yeah if that makes sense
0: that absolutely makes sense. Because uh, incidentally, I've just got, I'm just thought to have a look at have a look at this because deep mm-hmm. breath, which is an episode, I think it's very reminiscent of. Mm-hmm. Uh, I gave it a seven and you gave a nine. Mm. Uh, so on the balance of things, we're right where we were with deep breath, which That's I think is about enough. right. Fair enough. Yep.
1: Fair enough. You can't you can't say wrong than that. No, exactly. Okay. So let us know your thoughts. You can email us at greatestshow at com, uh, tweet us at greatestshowpod, or you can visit our Facebook page at facebook.com slash greatestshowpodcast. We invite you to visit simplysyndicated.com and check out our many sister shows on the network, and as always, we welcome your support. The best way you can help us out by signing up to Simply Everything. A monthly fee of just £6 gives you access to ad-free versions of current shows, a library of podcasts from the network's archives, and shows that are exclusive to the service. We also have a merchandise store that offers apparel and accessories to both Europe and America. We also have a Patreon, and you can donate to the network through PayPal, of which links both are both on the bottom of the website. So, with that being said, thank you very much, Emma. Thank you, Mike. And until next time, eat my salad Halloween.
0: <laughs> very good.